0: of yours. This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Terry Moses director of safety services wichita public schools welcome to issues 2021 nice to have you with us
1: hey steve i am thrilled to be back let's
0: let's start with a little little background how long have you been director of safety services for usd
1: 259 i just completed my eighth year which is it's just absolutely flown by uh very fortunate to love what i do what and what did you do before
0: that i know but let's just we want to tell the, the listeners
1: uh, I did 33 years with the Wichita Police Department. Uh, I tell everybody I started when I was 12, uh, yep. so that means I'm really not that old. But no, yes, I am that old. Uh, <laughs> but had a great career in public safety which, with the Wichita Police Department, and then was able to transition and still do public safety with Wichita Public Schools.
0: You know, I, and I know you you grew up in a smaller town up up northeast part of the state. Uh, yes. So where did that law enforcement thing come from? I know you like to play basketball,
1: but what else? Uh, shockingly enough, I tell people be careful what your kids do when they're in high school. Um, I had to write an informative speech in high school, couldn't think of anything to write on, walk into the library and there's a magazine with a picture of a police woman on it and started doing research, wrote a speech and it went downhill from there. And so, uh, when I went to college, I, uh, decided to do criminal justice, came here to Wichita State. And the rest is history.
0: Uh, At the time you're talking about, though, Terry, there weren't a lot of uh, women who who were working in law enforcement on the street, right?
1: That is correct. Uh, uh, you know, it was a fairly new, and I think that's what was intriguing about it. I mean, part of the when you investigate and look at the history of women in law enforcement in the '70s, and that was I joined the police department in '81, but I was taking those college classes in the '70s, and there were very, very few women in law enforcement in the '70s. Still, not enough in my in my um, thoughts. I know our department, Wichita Police Department, and a lot of departments are working very hard to increase recruiting to get more women into the career field.
0: Oh, you know, and I know you know your demeanor, and I'd best, I would would not mess with you on any circumstances, <laughs> but did you encounter some uh, folks who might have been, how, how can we say this, uh, uh, not discriminating, but, but maybe treated you a little different because you were a, a woman?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, And in the 70s, it was both internal and external. I I had officers, I even had supervisors who said, you know, you have no business being here. And and that was part of the process. Uh, You know, remember distinctly going on to calls and somebody saying, I demand a real police officer show up. And you had to work through that. And we hope Um, All of that is gone. I I am sure that it's not all gone, but um, anything in regards to removing those barriers to get a more diversified police department uh, makes our community stronger.
0: Well, I know that uh, here locally, uh, I talked to the police chief the other day, and he said he doesn't have a shortage of applicants for WPD. And That's they're, a good getting, thing, they're getting a wide yep. range of people, but uh, it's still got openings. And, and mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're female, don't don't close that door, huh?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I, I can tell you that the I, and I now since I'm in education, I talk to students on a regular basis. So many times we talk to kids about what they want out of a career, and, and unfortunately, the media and everybody drives so much money. Uh, you know, I want a career where I make a lot of money. And I said, how about a career where you feel good about what you do, and you're rewarded by what you do, and you want to go to work because you feel like you make a difference in people's lives, uh, and certainly public safety and law enforcement does that.
0: Now, you're director of safety services, USD two five nine. Do you have a do you have a job description, or can you can you tell us that?
1: Well, basically it is um, to make sure that our schools are are trusted as safe places. That's one of our goals in our strategic plan. Uh, and what I do is work with local law enforcement but also our schools. Um, there's two parts of school safety. There's the bricks and mortar part of school safety, and that is making sure that our doors are locked, Uh, from a fire point of view, that we're following fire code, um, that we're keeping our buildings physically safe. But the other part of safety is that building relationships and dealing with kids that are in crisis and -hmm. making sure that we deal with kids in crisis so that we don't end up with a school in crisis. So anything that we can do on the social-emotional side to meet the needs of our students uh, is going to help our schools stay, stay safe. So really, I do two, th- two different things. I look at the bricks-and-mortar side of safety, but I also look at the social and emotional lo- uh, side of safety as well.
0: You know, Wichita School Enrollment has been over 50,000 for several years. About the population of the city of Hutchinson, uh, yes. add in teachers and staff, and your job takes on a picture of a lot of responsibility.
1: There's a lot of people, and I can tell you that it has been incredibly rewarding. Uh, I think we have a wonderful staff. We have a wonderful group of administrators. And the thing that I really enjoy is to to interact with the kids. You know, we've only had kids back for, uh, this is, you know, our second week. And it has been incredibly enjoyable to go back into schools and hear learning uh, you know, uh, walk around classrooms and see kids interacting with each other, uh, brand-new teachers with that vim and vigor of, I'm going to change the world. Uh, it's just it's just fun to see learning happening again, especially you, after what we went through last year.
0: Well, and you look at, uh, uh, back to har- harping on the size a little bit, you're looking at uh, your population you're dealing with there is probably the f- Fourth or fifth largest city in in Kansas.
1: Yes, I believe you are Equival- correct. Equivalent of it anyway.
0: Yes, 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 we are. What is the then? What is the protocol for Wichita schools during this fall semester, as far as uh, dealing with the pandemic, the masks, and all that? What's going on?
1: We really want to focus on educating people about the value of vaccinations. Uh, Of course, we want to educate people about the value of safe practices like washing your hands, especially our younger kids. Uh, You know, when you've lived at home all your life or you've been at home for the past year, we need to remind people that now you're in an environment, a shared environment to to make sure and take uh, those hygiene practices very seriously Uh, in terms of masks. Uh, what our board, uh, is decided on is that we will highly recommend that people wear masks. Whenever I go into a base school building, I wear a mask, uh, but they are not mandated at this point in time.
0: All right. So, uh, describe, <laughs> if you can describe the year of the pandemic for USD 259. I, uh, if it's anything like it was uh, where we, where we do business, It was a zoo.
1: (laughs) A zoo, uh, I I relate it back to law enforcement. When we dealt with crises in law enforcement, um, there always was an end. Uh, Even the extremes uh, of uh, the tornadoes and the floods and uh, uh, the stuff that I dealt with in law enforcement, at some point in time, you could roll back and you could debrief and you could take a breath and you could say, I learned this. Uh, and now we can plan for the next time. What we found with COVID is just as soon as we think we can take a breath, it it comes back up like with this Delta variant. And so we have not officially seen an end to this crisis. Wow. Uh, it's now long, no longer an annual or whatever. I heard somebody the the other day decide or describe this as the COVID era, mm. and I think that's very true. I think we're going to be dealing with this. For many years to come, whether it's the the financial impact, the education impact, the fi- the um, impact on our economy, uh, our supply chain, we are so many. We are seeing so many and and such a diversified group of things that have been affected by COVID.
0: You you know we're coming back into school, and I want to talk about athletics. It was a big part of when I went to school. Uh, going out for you know, football or basketball or whatever. Are we, as football is concerned, are we pretty much Back to uh, the games are open and folks can all go. Is that the way it's going to work?
1: Yes, Uh, you know we're we're incredibly fortunate that our fall sports, a vast majority of them, are outside, and of course that's one area where we, you know, COVID seems to be transmitted less. Uh, And so for football, we expect uh, pretty much to go as planned. We are, of course, watching closely any positive tests that we have or uh, among players, staff, whatever, and making sure that we're taking the appropriate protocol should um, a student-athlete test positive.
0: Just backing up just a little bit, how uh, how many structures, how many buildings in USD 259 that you really have responsibility over?
1: We've got 94 what we call attendance centers, and that's places where kids are actually in school. And then we have another six that are non-attendance centers, and that's like our administrative building, uh, our uh, building where our IT is housed, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So we have a hundred structures. But
0: well, did, did they all require? Did they all require some sort of changes in ventilation uh, with regard to the pandemic?
1: Our people in facilities worked really hard. I can tell you they had a great group and still do uh, in regards to uh, just simple things on some levels like changing air filters more often and then also some more complex issues in regards to ventilation. One of the things that I can tell you about our buildings is that we have 100 buildings and there are not any two that are alike. (laughs) Uh, There are some that were built close, uh... but you can go into riverside elementary which is one of our oldest buildings And then you can go to uh, some of our uh, newest buildings like Isley. And there's a dramatic difference between those in terms of things like ventilation, just because the fact the structures are, they're 100 years apart uh, in terms of when they were built. Right, right.
0: You're listening to Issues 2021 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Terry Moses, Director of Safety Services, Wichita Public Schools. As we start the new year, uh, let's talk a, a bit more about the pandemic. How did how did it impact the employees under your supervision? Uh, did any catch the virus? Did you lose anyone? Tell me about that.
1: Uh, We had, uh, of course, like everybody else, employees that did catch COVID. And, of course, we followed the FSCRA, the Federal uh, CARES Act requirements in regards to that. Uh, As to my knowledge, we were incredibly fortunate that we did not lose any employees. I do know that we had employees that lost family members as a result of COVID. So that still had an impact on our work environment. There was a lot of stress. I think that's again when I talk about the era of COVID one of the things that we continue to deal with is the stress that mental health side of COVID uh and how it's affected all of us uh, I recently went to a family funeral uh, before the delta variant started up it's the first time I'd hugged my aunts and uncles for a year uh and that's just a uh, you know a different environment and we we know humans thrive on that contact and that positive interaction with family and friends. And, and we were um, robbed of that, for lack of a better term, uh, for the better part of a year.
0: I don't think as it began, interject something as it began, I don't think anybody thought there was going to be a, a mental problem or a mental aspect to this. But you you hit something that uh, very close to me. I, I have several friends. We are older gentlemen, you might say, uh, mature gentlemen. And I talk to them, and they're not, uh, they're not wimpy guys. They're people who are pretty tough guys, so almost to a man. They say, yes, I felt dark, dark moods. I felt depression yep. during this thing.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, uh, you know, we try to prepare for a lot of things. The normal cycles of life, like grief, I think because we, we've seen our parents go through them, we've seen other friends go through them, we're, we're prepared for those sort of normal cycles of life. This threw us a curveball. Uh, and we didn't, you know, I think we're all, we all think we're a little stronger maybe. And again, you talk about your group of friends. Uh, hey, we've been through a lot. Uh, staying at home and doing nothing shouldn't be a problem for us. But as human beings, we thrive on that positive impact We or that positive interactions. We thrive, we are a very social culture. And we know that we do better when we're together. And so when we're forced to be apart, it, it's going to be difficult.
0: And yet... <laughs> and yet, and yet, when it comes to vaccinations, it, it, it's forty-five, fifty-five on one side, and forty-five on the other. Now, do you yes. have any kind of a a mandate in uh, in your department as far as people getting the uh, getting the shots?
1: We do not. Uh, we really are focusing on education and trying to mm. encourage people. Uh, you know, and I understand there's a lot of passion. One of the things that that uh, um of course we get is a lot of email and a lot of very strongly worded both sides uh response to any action that we take and so what we've tried to do is just really educate people and make sure they know the value of the vaccinations um but there is no mandate at this point in time
0: public access to those school buildings uh Severely limited? I mean, you got to have the, the, the kids and the students and the faculty have to come in, but folks coming in from the outside, it's not going to be easy to get into those buildings, is it?
1: We actually made it hard for people to get into buildings um, as a result of the um, uh, increased security, that bricks-and-mortar stuff that we talked about at the beginning of this program. Uh, You know, after Columbine, after Sandy Hook, there was a major push to ensure that buildings were secure. When I went to school, uh, first of all, we had no air conditioning, but our doors were propped open. I remember a raccoon coming into our school uh, and just walking through. Uh, You know, it was just part of life, uh, and certainly times have changed. So we changed our access to our buildings several years ago. And it actually was advantageous to us when we went to COVID because we had a process where anybody who came into our building was physically checked in. You had to show identification. Uh, We checked to see if you were a sex offender, those kind of things. Uh, We still use that procedure. And so so it does limit. uh, We just don't let anybody walk into our buildings.
0: Well, I I can just uh, echo what you said. We had no air conditioning here in the Wichita Public Schools, when I was going to school there. But we did have a possum in the hall. That that, was, <laughs> yeah. that, was, that wasn't a random act. There was somebody, uh, someone mis- misbehaved and brought the animal into
1: the school. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that, that, that's been known to happen in the yeah. past. Yet. No, no
0: okay. <laughs> It doesn't happen today, though. And uh, the usual, as you say, the challenges go on. Uh, you still have to deal with violence, possible violence in the schools. And then uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, the B word. Let's talk about bullying a little bit. Yes. Uh-huh. Tell me about that.
1: Well, uh, what we deal with, we one of the things we want to do with bullying is educate. Of course, we're part of education. Uh, and when we deal with especially our young students, Uh, A lot of times, a name's never been put to behavior, and because maybe they've seen that behavior modeled on TV, if you watch TV, what do people laugh at? They laugh at the bullying-type behaviors. And so one of the things we have to do is educate kids about what is appropriate and what isn't. Uh, Bullying really comes in about four different uh, forms. We've got the verbal bullying, which is the teasing, the taunting name-calling, those kind of things. We've got the physical bullying, which is the uh, tripping, uh, maybe taking somebody's property. And then, of course, because of change, we've got cyberbullying, where you're you're online, text, emails, um, spreading rumors, those kind of things. And the last one that really deals with more of the older groups or kids is the social bullying. And that's when you exclude people from groups, uh, you create clicks, and you intentionally keep somebody out of that group. So one of the things we do is really try to focus on, through the social-emotional curriculum that we have, uh, teaching kids about these definitions, for lack of a better term, and then also making sure they understand what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate in regards to behavior.
0: Social media is a whole new world, and it's not just kids who make the mistake of putting things on social media. They shouldn't. We have stories about adults doing really dumb things with social media every day that's got to be uh just one more one more challenge for you I guess, right?
1: Yes, it is. And when again, uh you you look at what our um society celebrates in regards to humor, and a lot of times it actually glorifies that kind of hey, I'm going to make fun of somebody because he slipped and fell. Well, that may be somebody with a disability and laughing at them you know may hurt them tremendously so it's that education process and social media certainly makes it easier with posting things online you know you pick the the format whether it's instagram facebook um Twitter—they're uh, all out there—and there's uh, one of the difficult things for parents is monitoring those applications and what their students are doing online in regards to those applications.
0: So you're—you're you're telling me the Three Stooges are not uh, politically correct? Is that
1: true? <laughs> what we're telling you is, as a parent, you can laugh at it, but you also need to talk to your kids. Right. You know, it's kind of like uh, somebody asked the question about Roadrunner and uh, the Coyote. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, the Roadrunner got smashed and he always got up and ran away, and it's the same thing with the video games we have nowadays. Uh, There's a lot of violence in video games. Well, there was a lot of violence in in, uh, the comics that we watched when we were young, and we just have to have open, honest conversations with our kids about the fact that what you see depicted in these comics or in these video games is not and should not be viewed as real life.
0: Now, uh, are gangs still a problem in our schools?
1: Uh, Gangs are pervasive anywhere in the United States, and certainly when you're in an urban area, you're going to have the issue of gangs. Uh, Again, this is another area where we really try to educate kids about um, what we call antisocial versus prosocial peers. Um, You know, getting to find a group of peers that are doing things that are positive in the community that are making a positive impact rather than getting involved with a group of people that have a negative impact on our community.
0: Are you still using uh, police resource officers in USD
1: 259? Yes, we are. Uh, We've got seven Wichita police officers. We just did our training with them last week before school started. And then we have one because Northeast Magnet is actually in Bel Air. So we have one Bel Air police officer that works with us as well. Uh, And these uh, gentlemen and one lady um, have all been trained to really focus on adolescent development, understand that impulse control in kids is not as well developed as it is in adults, and to really be able to deal with kids as they work through and hopefully prevent those issues of taking a kid who's in crisis and hopefully dealing with that crisis in a, in a upfront manner and on the front end.
0: What's the biggest challenge of your job, Terry?
1: It is the incredibly diverse nature uh, and when you say challenge uh, it is also one of the most rewarding things uh on one hand who would have thought covid you know i'm dealing with covid and then on the other hand you get to go in and you get to educate kids in a upfront positive environment and then occasionally we do have to deal with the kids in crisis um we have to deal with our buildings um who we we have an occasional uh you know fire uh we have situations with our buildings where uh they become unsafe so what what is also the most rewarding part of the job is also the most challenging and that is just the diverse nature of keeping a district this size safe
0: one of the past superintendents told me i can't remember the number but uh the number of languages spoken in those kids your students homes i think it was something something over 100 or something just it's incredible. I, it's incredible.
1: I believe yeah, I believe you are correct and I can tell you that uh we have a very very dedicated staff. That's one group of people that I'm incredibly in, uh, impressed with uh in terms of the, the work they do to ensure that we have the ability to appropriately communicate with that wide-ranging group of families um, that represent those kids.
0: You uh if you could do it all over again. <laughs> Would you choose a career in law enforcement, Terry?
1: Oh, absolutely! I still recruit people to law enforcement on a regular basis. I have, as you know, I have family that's in law enforcement, and people say, "Aren't you scared for them?" And I said, "I don't know that I was ever really scared of law enforcement. Uh, what I was was incredibly rewarded. Uh, was it difficult? Absolutely. Did I? I tell people uh, the 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 definition I heard for law enforcement is the best was that it's a combination of action, comedy, and tragedy. Mm. And, uh, oh, my Lord, you see the action, and then you laugh until you cry, and then sometimes you just cry because of the tragedy of what's going on out there. But that's what makes the career so rewarding.
0: Will there ever be a really serious effort uh, anywhere to defund police, do you think, Terry?
1: I think that what you've seen in the past year, where the efforts, there were efforts to defund police, uh, almost all of them have uh, been turned around. Um, I think what has to happen is there has to be an effort to better fund other sources of help within the community, and that is primarily in the area of mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, 911 has become the if I need something, I call 911. And there's just not enough resources for families who are dealing with mental health crises, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's where we need the assistance. Um, I think Sedgwick County is working hard uh, to improve the services that we have in the area of mental health. Uh, but every community in Sedgwick County is one of them Thank still has a long ways to go in terms of uh, how we respond to uh, individuals in mental health crisis.
0: And we are out of time. Thank you for being with us, Terry. Our guest, Terry Moses, Director of Safety Services, Wichita Public Schools. That's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. hi And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest